Thank you for downloading the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast. You can find more helpful advice at focusonthefamily.com slash parentingpodcast. If you've parented for any time at all, you've probably gotten to the point where suddenly this sweet little innocent baby that you brought into the world and have trained so perfectly becomes a little liar, a little backtalker. Nobody even taught her how to do this. She just speaks that way or he's just that way. I'm John Fuller, along with Danny Huerta, who's the Vice President of Parenting and Youth here at Focus on the Family. And Danny, new parents, I mean, their child is always going to stay sweet and innocent, right? <laughs> I mean, how many yeah. parents think that's the case? Well, that's where we came up with the terrible twos and uh, troubling threes, right? I mean, that, that is, it, it. you begin to see your child, the min, many teenage years come out. In the the two, many the teenage years. Yeah, yeah you get a, oh, a preview of the teenage years there, two, three, the toddler years. Notice they use T, toddler and teen uh-huh. uh, together. So early on, we get to see some of our own child's desire to have their own will and opinion and uh, they can start out pretty demanding and selfish Mm -hmm. as human beings with the human nature being there and I really have thought of um, if toddlers had the physical strength of adults they would murder and create a lot of crimes Mm -hmm. because of the way that the intensity of wanting for themselves because they need it it's survival and as adults, if you turn to survival, it can turn dangerous. But for toddlers, they're learning how to navigate surviving and depending, but also a will coming on where they want something and they don't know how to manage all those emotions. So in that, you begin to see that your child uh, is going to have some challenges ready for you to respond to as a parent. <laughs> yeah, and, and so you have to be ready. And uh, to help you do that, here's Jim Daly uh, talking with Ginger Hubbard, who offered a biblical perspective on how to correct a child's behavior. Ginger, welcome to Focus on the Family. Thank you for having me. I am thrilled to be here. Well, it's fun. And, uh, you know, let, let's uh, set it up. When you were single, and as John and I were just talking about that grocery store exchange, you were that single person watching that poor mom melt down, saying what to yourself? saying, when I have kids, they will not act like that. (laughs) (laughs) And what happened when you had kids? Well, I said that, and I would watch those things and think, I'm going to do things very differently, and my children are going to behave like little angels. And then I tell you what happened. The stick turned blue (laughs) twice. (laughs) Yep. And so I had to learn that, you know, all kids are sinners and will manifest sinful behavior. So what was that like? Seriously, it's so much fun to think of that first episode, because when I was single and saw those kids in the store, I had the same kind of statement. You know, when I have children, my kids will never do that. So when it happened happened to you, really what ran through your mind? Shock. (laughs) I just didn't expect it from my kids. But I remember when, especially when mine were young, um, just being shocked by some of the things that would come out of their mouths, whether it was whining or throwing a fit in the grocery store or temper tantrums or uh, talking back, lying, all of those sorts of things. I would just look at them with this shocked expression and ask that question that so many parents ask, why do you act like that? Yeah, because I am perfect. 
Right. I am your parent, right. and I am perfect. What right. happened to you? That's right. But after a closer look at the Word of God, I began to realize that I was asking the wrong question. In Matthew twelve thirty four, Jesus says, For the mouth speaks what the heart is full of. In other words, there's merit to that old saying, what's down in the well comes up in the bucket. Right. And so we learned that our sin does not begin with our mouths. It begins with our hearts. And it starts a lot sooner than we might think. King David proclaimed, Surely, I was sinful at birth, sinful from the time my mother conceived me. So when parents really begin to grasp the origin of sin and just the total depravity of the human race in general, we no longer question why our children sin. So I slowly learned to stop asking, why does my child sin? And instead, I began to ask myself, when my child sins, how might I point him to the fact that he is a sinner just like me? in need of a savior. How can I really help him to understand and live in the transformational power of Christ? And I think that's a critical assessment. How does the parent react in that moment when that little one who you think you've done all the right inputs Mm -hmm. and so often in parenting and, you know, we're guilty of it, trying to give you a formula that says if you do A and B and C, you're going to get D. It doesn't always work that way. Right. It's an indicator. It's, uh, you know, something that you could practice to ensure that your child has a better chance of responding in the right way. Mm-hmm. But for that parent that is shocked when their three-year-old in the store is saying something that, oh, my goodness, that came out of their mouth. How do you react as a parent in that moment? Well, what we don't want to do is to only address the outward behavior. We need to be concerned about the issues of the heart because that's what Jesus is concerned about is the issues of the heart. So, so many parents today, and I used to be like this too, um, in an attempt to get our children to obey and speak respectfully, have adopted these faulty child training methods which fail to reach the heart. What do they look like? They look like threatening, bribing, repeating instructions, um, and just not addressing the issues of the heart. And so just so many parents have developed this philosophy that if they can get their children to act right by implementing just certain consequences, that they're raising their kids the right way. But there is far more to parenting than getting our children to act right. Well, And I want to make sure people are catching what you're saying, because it's really important. That's one of the reasons I wanted you to be on the program, because mm-hmm. I think what you're saying is so accurate. And that is we're looking in the wrong way. We're looking for behavior modification, that if we can control behavior, then we've got their heart. That's not true. And down the road as a teenager, you're going to find out, whoops, I didn't do the job I thought I was doing. Well, there are some really good insights from Ginger and Danny. I wonder uh, if you have any further observations about disciplining our kids. Sometimes we overreact because we feel that it's something that we've done incorrectly or we've lost control of our children. And it's not about control. It's about maybe there's a deficit of learning there that needs to take place. We, we, we need to do more observations as parents rather than judgments. That mm. this is Say that one again. <laughs> that's so important. We need to bring more observations into parenting rather than judgments. Mm. Right? One of them is judgment towards ourselves. If our child has done something wrong, we personalize that and say, well, it's all about because of me. No, you have a sinful child that is trying to figure out how to navigate life, and they need you to be able to teach them some things. And also, the judgments we assume from other parents. 
that somehow we're doing something wrong as parents because our children are misbehaving. It just exposes the fact that we get to parent. <laughs> you know, there's a depth of love there that you get to practice yes. and, and bring into the mix. And as parents, sometimes we threaten. And say, if you do this, you're gonna, you know, you're gonna lose your phone for a lifetime or whatever it is. Sometimes and, uh, <laughs> I did that all the time, unfortunately. And so that's a mistake we make because yeah. you can't follow through on it. And uh, a lot of times, as mom and dad, we're inconsistent with each other's boundaries mm-hmm. and rules, and that can really create conflict between mom and dad. And it opens up a window for kids to uh, either play on that and use that to their advantage, or uh, really to manipulate. Or They're to choose one that. parent yeah. over the other because one's softer than the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know exactly who to go to to get what I want. Yeah. And I, I'm not saying all children are... Actually, all children are pretty much predisposed to be that way. <laughs> They're going to sure. take advantage of training. an opening, right? Yeah. yeah, well, I appreciate that. It's, it's really... Um, in some respects, parenting is easy, but it's so hard. And God has used it in such a profound way to change me. You know, it's interesting. Sometimes... We, we take on guilt or we bring guilt to our kids, either way. But we'll say, you made me oh. or you made me feel this way because of what you did. And we lay everything on top of this child and it really disconnects us and begins to create shame in the home, mm-hmm. which is very destructive to the child's development, but also your relationship. Yeah. Yeah. I've been exploring that with a, a friend who's a counselor who was talking about a, a, a young man who... Uh, just felt so shamed that he started to kind of rise up to embrace mm-hmm. that shame. I'm the person that brings all the shame. Why not? And and it became kind of a a, a reason for excess in behaviors. So I can hear what you're saying, and, and we don't want to put that shame on ourselves or on our kids, right? Yeah, that's, yeah. Right. that's right. Well, we have a lot of biblically informed parenting resources for you that are going to offer a grace-filled path for your journey as a mom or a dad. Um, it, it might start with our free parenting assessment, which we're making available to you, which identifies seven traits of effective parenting. It kind of scores you on those. Danny, uh, there have been several hundred thousand people that have taken that, right? They have. And it's a tool that is uh, research-based, evidence-based uh, through scientific research and then also biblical principles that are brought in there. These are seven traits that encompass what is considered authoritative parenting, a balance of warmth and a balance of demands on your child. And that's as you practice those seven traits. That's what you're going you're gonna to get to. And uh, this is about bringing your strengths and your weaknesses to the table and growing through both. Mm. I hope that whets your appetite and that you'll stop by our website and take that uh, free parenting assessment. We've got the link in the show notes, and we also have details about Ginger's book. I can't believe you just said that, and we're making that available as our thank you gift when you make a generous donation of any amount to support the work of Focus on the Family. Again, just click the episode notes for more, or call 800-THE-LETTER-A-IN-THE-WORD-FAMILY. On behalf of Danny Huerta and the team, thanks for joining us today for the Focus on the Family Parenting Podcast.